Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 22 of Genesis chapter 6. And we're continuing to look at verse 16. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. We're uh, looking at the second part of the verse, beginning with the door of the ark. And uh, again, uh, this is the Bible, this is God's word. And in the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ taught us, you have to look for the parabolic meaning, the deeper spiritual meaning, because he's the word, and without a parable, he did not speak. Teaching us, showing us, illustrating for all who read the gospel accounts, this is how you must understand the word of God, the Bible. Look for the gospel meaning. And we we don't just um, find a word and assign our own spiritual definition to it. We, we don't just pick something out of thin air and, and say, well, now this is what that word means. And uh, or or, uh, you know, that, that that would be private interpretation to avoid private interpretation. And the word private in the Greek is idios, where we get the word idiom from, meaning one's own, to avoid interpretation that is our own, out of our own mind and understanding, we must follow the Bible's guidelines. And in the Bible, God will define his own terms. God will provide the biblical definition for the spiritual meaning of words. And with the word door, um, it's very plain. It's um, very clear because God makes a direct statement. In John chapter 10, beginning in verse 7, it says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And there it is, two times. Jesus said, I am the door. And, and we, we see that entry into the doorway or the door that is Christ, um, relates to salvation. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. And, and therefore salvation through Christ is the door. Where does the door lead to? 
to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, to citizenship in the heavenly city Jerusalem, to be seated at the right hand of God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The door is Christ himself. And if the door is open, as the Bible speaks at times of a great door and effectual opened unto me, then people may enter in, or that's another way of saying they may be become saved. But their salvation is through Jesus. It's always through Jesus. He is the only door. That's why God only made one door to the ark. Just one way to enter into that vessel and and you could not go another way. You had to use the door. And Christ is the door spiritually. He he's the door and if the door is open, people can go in, not at just anyone, but God's elect. Those predestinated, chosen by God before the foundation of the world to salvation can access, they they have a pathway, as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It, it is through him we travel from an unsaved condition to a saved condition. It is through him that we leave this world and enter into the next. And it is through him that we're dead in sin and we're able to obtain eternal life because he is the door, the door, the the definite article, not a door, one of many, but he is the only door that a person can go through and enter into heaven. It says in Acts 14, and here we'll see really the the spiritual tie-in of the gospel and and uh, as the gospel message would would bring the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Acts 14 in verse 27, and when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. God opened the door, and that's a, a biblical principle, that if the door is open, God must open it. There's no one else who can open up a door to heaven. It's God's kingdom. It's his domain. He has complete rule and authority over the kingdom of heaven. And therefore, it's absolutely necessary that God open the door if anyone is going to be translated from this world, which is in darkness, into the kingdom of God's dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God must himself open the door. Now, we won't get into this, but the Bible speaks of the believers, the the children of God as doorkeepers in Psalm 84. And, and that's our task as messengers, as servants of God. God opens a door 
in particular times and seasons, in various epochs or eras. It, it can be slightly open, wherein relatively very few are being saved, like in the Old Testament, or it can be widely open, such as in the church age, when the Lord was using the churches and congregations to evangelize the nations of the world, or it can be tremendously open as it was during the second part of the Great Tribulation period when the Lord um, sent forth the latter rain and saved the great multitude, a great door, and an effectual was open unto me. That That would refer to something like God's outpouring of the Holy Spirit during that short little season of about 17 years in which he saved tens of millions of people. And each one that God saved entered through the door, through Christ. As it says again, looking at this verse in Acts 14, verse 27, how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And the Bible teaches us that God is love, Christ is faith, God is faith, and and so the door of faith is again telling us the, the door of Christ. It's synonymous with saying that, that Jesus is the door, Jesus is the faith, and it's a door of faith. Not that men might exercise faith and believe on Jesus and through their work of faith enter in. No, that's not possible because no man is justified by the works of the law and faith is a work. This is the commandment that ye believe. So belief is a commandment. Any attempted obedience or actual obedience to a commandment is a work. That's the definition of a work. And and therefore, we're not justified by works. It's impossible that anyone enters into the kingdom of heaven through exercising their own faith. It, it, it's not our faith, but it's the faith of Christ. No man is justified by works, but by the faith of Christ. It says in Galatians 2, verse 16. That's the door of faith. Christ's faith, Christ's door. And, and he will bring through, he'll draw people through. Again, it says in John 6, 44, that no man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him. God will, will begin the drawing process with an unsaved individual in the day of salvation, wherever they are in their life and in their unsaved state, and bring them to the door, and finally save them, and God will take the action of bringing them through the door into the blessed condition of salvation. They will receive their new heart and new soul. God does it all. God does all the work, just like Christ spoke and raised Lazarus from the dead. Christ did all the work in qualifying him to hear the command and giving him ears to hear the command. Lazarus come forth, giving him life to respond and to act in obedience to the command. And he did come forth. 
that that's a picture of God's salvation program. Now, uh, it says uh, here, again, Acts 14.27, that the Lord opened the door of faith. Well, we have to keep in mind Romans chapter 10, verse 17, which says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that means that the door of heaven, a a door of faith, Christ is that door. He's the essence of it. The door of heaven is ministered through the word of God, the Bible, through sharing or carrying the message of the scripture to people. And that's why God commanded, go into all the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and of course, that's primarily a command to go find the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the elect, the nations of them which are saved. But still, in order to find them, you had to go into all the world, into the various nations of the world, Carrying the good message of salvation, the word of God, and as believers carry the word of God verbally, through preaching, teaching, sharing one-on-one, through written form, in literature, in books, in pamphlets, in tracts, however it was carried or broadcast over radio, over internet, etc., However the believers carried it, there was a ministering of the door. The word of God was the door of faith. And the believers, in sharing the word of God, were conducting themselves as doorkeepers. In in faithfully bringing the truth of what the Bible said and sharing it, at a time when God indicated he was actively saving during the churches, in the churches and congregations, throughout the church ages, 1955 years. And then afterwards for the little season, again, the second part of that little season of the Great Tribulation, when the latter rain was being poured out, God's people were uh, lowly doorkeepers. Here's what the Bible says, and, and it was very encouraging to us, just, just wonderful. It, it was, um, a blessed thing to participate in, to be a partaker of, that God was ministering a doorway, and we were able to be a part of it by bringing the door, bringing the Word of God, and we were again, uh, hopeful, greatly encouraged because we knew that God was saving a great multitude, saving many. So we had hope. Well, maybe he'll save you and maybe he'll save you. Why won't you cry out to him for mercy? And, and so forth. This was the door. But God also indicates that he opens the door of faith and he shuts the door. What he opens, none can shut, no one could prevent or or hold back the ministering of the word of God. The, the churches desired to do so and fought against it. 
people in the world constantly are fighting against the gospel in various ways. And despite all that, God made a point of getting his word out there in an unparalleled manner that the world had never seen before. Just in an enormous way, the word of God, the Bible, covered the earth like the waters cover the sea. It was everywhere. There was saturation of the final proclamation of salvation. You 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 have up until this point, it was declared very loud and very clearly. You have up until this point, May 21, 2011, to seek the Lord while he may be found. And he he might be found at this time up until that point and to cry out and beseech him for all your worth that that will be the day it was foretold because the bible indicated this the the bible locked in that day as the day the door would shut the door was shut it was said over and over and over again for a period of years. The door will shut. The door will shut. What door? The door of faith. The door that is Christ. The door to heaven. The door of salvation. The doorway that leads to eternal life. And if if the door shuts and you haven't uh, been let in, if you haven't been brought in and drawn in, then you will not live forever. You are not saved. You will die in your sins. You will perish. You'll be finally annihilated and cease to exist forever. And this was declared. It was proclaimed. It was broadcast to the world by the doorkeepers. As God made these things known to them, the watchmen saw the sword coming and 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 so the lord made a point of moving in his people to will and to do of his good pleasure he stirred them up to perform these good works of getting his word out to the world uh, again in in a way the world had never before seen in all of its history and and the lord's people delighted in this because we knew it meant salvation it meant the salvation of God's elect. It was finally the completion of God's magnificent salvation program. And we were privileged to play a part, to be involved in it. And it was, it was a, a tremendous thing. It was a wonderful, beautiful thing to be a doorkeeper at that time. Because the door was wide open. And then came the day. Time passed. Time always passes. And the day came that God said would come. And he shut the door. He shut the door to heaven. And he ended his salvation. He ended faith that could save people. There there would no longer be... Um, a door of faith that would be ministered to unsaved individuals. God ended his evangelization of the earth. Now, 
That's what the Bible taught for years in advance of that date. And as we have gone back to the Bible and studied it, we found that's what the Bible insists occurred at that time. As we look in hindsight and from our particular vantage point of living on the earth after the tribulation, we find further confirmation, further evidence that this is what happened. And so God, who is using um, small ministries in a mighty way, to get his word out suddenly ceased. And the great and effectual door, that large platform, that pulpit, that was able through the electronic medium primarily to reach the nations of the world began to be brought in or lessened and and cut back. And, And so the Ministry of Family Radio no longer had that worldwide um, network of Radio Taiwan and all these other overseas facilities that they were renting and or leasing and so forth. And, and the international department was greatly scaled back to basically now Family Radio only has the international ministry on their internet. Uh, they, they, uh, have lost just about the rest of it. The shortwave department. They, they lost that. Or, or God took it away because he utilized it while it was necessary. When it was in season and it was needed. But once the door closes, once God ended his salvation program, what was the point of these things? They had already uh, accomplished the purpose that God had established for them. And also the worldwide track effort suddenly came to a close. The printing of millions and millions of track ceased. And God's people, also the elect of God, the elect that love sharing the gospel, the doorkeepers that love being a lowly servant, as long as they're part of God's kingdom in any way, and we we recognize our place. We realize we're nobody. We're just saved by the grace of God, and and uh, we we don't deserve a thing. And so it, it is a good to to be a servant who carries around a bucket of water, asking people, "Would you like a drink? Would you like a drink?" And that's what we were as we brought the word of God to the masses. And yet, suddenly God's elect began to realize and, and, and not feel that urgent push, that urgent desire within themselves. Get the word out. Get the gospel out. People must hear or because they're dying. No. No. All of a sudden, the moving of the Holy Spirit within the people of God in that area in that direction of evangelization because of a desperate need else if people did not hear they would die or or as a watchman because the sword was coming all of a sudden the lord's people were no longer prompted they were no longer uh moved by the spirit of god in that way and and that's because 
God accomplished his purpose. God saved those that he intended to save. The whole company of the elect, all whose names were recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. And therefore, the Spirit of God that would not let his elect people rest for a moment and indulging in worldly pleasures or taking their eyes off the task at hand of getting that word out in the time leading up to May 21 when the door was open, now suddenly the same people are not being convicted by conscience. The Holy Spirit is not grieving them or they're not grieved because the Holy Spirit is grieved because they're not doing what God would have them to do. And and we can be sure that if God's elect people just stop, they just stop bringing a word of salvation to the people of the world, and and it was not according to the will of God that the Spirit of God would trouble them in their mind and, and certainly uh, direct them in that way. But there is no such troubling, there is no such conviction, there is no such leading of God's Spirit in His people to get that gospel out that people might become saved. Because the Bible teaches, no, the door shut, salvation ended. There, There is no more keeping the door open for people. Well, we're still doorkeepers, but now our task is to tell people that God shut the door. You know, we we weren't the ones that opened it to begin with, and we're again, we're doorkeepers. The opening and closing of the door, well, that's determined above. That's determined by the the mighty power of God. He opens, no man can shut. If he shuts, no man can open. And we're down below. We're standing by the door. That is the word of God, the Bible. That That's the door that was ministered open. And now the word of God, the Bible, is declaring it's shut. It's not ministering faith unto salvation anymore. And we just tell people what the directive is. What we're told from the word of God, from God himself. And this is, of course, not as happy, not as wonderful a task. This is a grievous thing. This is something we take no pleasure in because God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And yet it's something that we must be faithful to. As a doorkeeper, we just tell people the condition of the door, and the door is shut. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.